0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the JRPG Report. This is episode 194. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We're back to our normal recording schedule here on... Thursdays, we'll go over at the end of the podcast how how Christmas is going to shape up this year and if it's going to affect anything recording-wise. I'm so happy that you've decided to spend a little bit of time as we dive into the news of the week in the JRPG world, and if you noticed on the thumbnail for this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about Chrono Cross and the, the rumors that have been kind of swelling for a little while. About the possible remaster of this beloved classic, or I guess uh, it's a little divisive, right? So uh, you've you definitely got two camps of the the, the Chrono Trigger versus Chrono Cross crowd. Um, they are plenty like myself who um, hold Trigger in a little bit higher regard, uh, but but loved Cross as well. There's some that that, that definitely didn't care for it. And then there's others that uh, even like it more than Trigger, like Jake and those people. That <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, it is your opinion, and you are more than welcome to it. But let's talk about what this means. We don't really like to report on rumors too much, but this one's gain, gaining quite a bit of traction. So we're going to get out in front of it and see if we can't talk about a little bit of course this all started many months ago with that big nvidia leak back in september uh hundreds of titles on there one of them being chrono cross remastered there was a few others that was kind of like yeah don't think this is going to happen like there's that halo title that's not a thing but then again there was also like god of war Coming to PC, which then it was announced. So if you take half of them at face value and they might turn out to be true, it's, that's a pretty decent number. This, uh, this keeps on kind of changing. So the latest was that sometime, um, the cl- reports were that there was going to be a big game announcement around Christmas of this year. Uh, not sure why Christmas or, what that would be but there is the video game awards show coming up here pretty soon that could be a decent time for an announcement um the other thing that's kind of popped up here recently is the mobile game Another Eden and so this game kind of has ties to Chrono Trigger Already there was the character Now I I played it a few times. I believe he was kind of modeled after the frog or Glenn type character from Chrono Trigger. And now they're teasing a possible Chrono cross crossover as well. This is actually going to, this announcement is going to take place on December the 4th at uh, 6 PM, Japan central time. So we'll report at least on that part of this story next week. If, in fact, it is going to be um, a crossover event, which, if we are getting a remaster announcement later on the month, something like a crossover event, kind of beforehand to get it out in the public, does make a bit of sense. Uh, Regarding this crossover event, there were files found (laughs) within the game files hinting at this cross collaboration. The files revealed potential assets for it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that part of it next week. The reason why I think this rumor actually holds a little bit of ground was, um, there's multiple outlets kind of picking up on this. Obviously it's, it's been rumored, uh, for a little bit, but, um, the, the, the thing that kind of sets it off in my mind is a interview with a folk singer who goes by the name of Ava. And she was uh, interviewed on an Irish radio uh, broadcast. And she said, let's see, now this was another person. According to Xbox era co founder Nick Baker, the remake in question is Colonel Cross Remastered, who he says was on the NVIDIA list. Um, What else I've been told, because everybody's working on their assumption that it's a PlayStation exclusive. He's been told that it's not, that it's supposed to be multi-platform, which kind of makes sense with it being on the NVIDIA list, that it would also come to PC, um, with it being a JRPG, maybe not coming to Xbox, uh, but Switch would be included as well. Um, But Ada worked on the soundtrack, supposedly, a song that's yet to be revealed about this. Ah, so there's there's some things out there that are kind of, you know, obviously they're not supposed to talk about this. This would be a pretty big um, possibility if it did happen. Um, but, yeah, even, uh, even outlets like USA Today picking up this story, uh, just doing a Google search for it, there's been, if you Google it, there are tons and tons of things out there about this. What do you think is... Is this something you would like to see? Is it exciting? Are you kind of like, well, it's just a rumor, so we'll wait and see what happens with it. Um, there's a lot of games that could use this remaster treatment. So let's say it is true. I think it could be the beginnings of um many games getting a remaster treatment. And as I've said many times before, I'm perfectly fine with the remake slash remaster idea, these being PS1 games, they do need to be remade. So you can't just uh HDFI it. It's going to look uh, not so good. Uh, perhaps case in point, although these were PS2 games, if you look at the recent remasters for the Grand Theft Auto games, now granted those were based off the mobile type versions of it, and there's a whole list of problems that came with Rockstar uh, outsourcing that basically but those games are a mess from what i understand and uh you can't just HDFI things you've pretty much got to rebuild them from the ground up and that's kind of what might be implied here with these remasters of ps1 games ps2 you can get away with a little bit better you can't kind of touch them up we've seen that a couple times like with rogue galaxy and Uh, Dark Cloud, those type of games coming from PS2 to PS4. They look pretty good, obviously. Not as good as if they were completely made for new hardware, but not bad. I'd like to see this. Uh, There are plenty of games from that PS1 era that could deserve a uh, a fresh coat of paint. And um, we could use some good games like that right now. That is for sure. But we'll talk a little bit more about this over the next couple weeks. I just kind of wanted to... I don't know, just kind of tease it a little bit. I'm excited about the possibility, so I thought it'd be a good thing to talk about. And we don't have a a huge number of things to talk about, so I thought it'd be kind of fun. If you're watching the YouTube or it's on Spotify and watching the video version, you might be wondering what's kind of going on with the lighting. We've been trying some different things here with the camera setup and lighting and all that. Um, (laughs) I've got one of those, you know, ring light things that's trying to help the quality of this. But when I keep the other overhead light on, if you'll notice over in this area where I'm pointing at, uh, you may not be able to quite make it out, but that is a lovely painting that I got from Super Video Game Land of Narsh from Final Fantasy III. And what happens when the big light is on, there is a a really bad glare that pops off of there, and um, I'm sure it's really not fun to look at, but... So we're, we're trying some different stuff with the video, with the lighting, so hopefully we'll get a, a happy medium here at some point in time. Uh, a story that I wanted to bring to light that just came out, oh, just a few hours ago, honestly, is, uh, that may get you excited, I don't know. Uh, the .hack GU last code for uh, the Switch. This game's been going around quite a few times. It is actually coming. Um, there were some rumors that it may or may not uh, actually make it, but yes, in fact, it has been confirmed. Um, there is even a release date. So it's coming to the Switch on uh, March the 10th of 2022. I believe it's going to be a worldwide release. There was a uh, release date trailer that even went along with this, so this is not just rumor. When you start involving trailers, there's uh, there's actually um, it's actually going to happen. This uh, this first came this first hinted at back in September of 2020, um, when uh, CyberConnect Two CEO called the thought of a Last Code Switch port appealing. Then in August of 2021, an ESRV rating for the Switch version first appeared. Um, this goes back to the 3 PS2 games and a new epilogue is are in this collection. Um, at the time that this came out back in 2017 it was only available for PlayStation 4 and PC, but will now come to um, m- Switch on March the 10th of 2022 and it'll be available worldwide as well on PS4 and PC. So yeah, if you are a fan of those old PS2 g- dot hack GU games, you are in luck. This March, you'll be able to play them all over. Again, uh, speaking of rumors and and weird happenings, the Digimon Survive saga continues. Uh the last we heard that it was uh pushed back into 2022. That is still the um that's still the case. However, We're seeing a bunch of um, ratings pop up for it in various countries. And this time, there's an updated rating from the ESRB. That's usually one of the last steps in uh, gaining or the game actually coming out. We still don't have a firm release date for it, but we do have a rating for it of T for Teen. And it was also noted that it's coming for PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. It got the teen rating for the appearances of blood, crude humor, strong language, and violence. It referenced certain Digimon attacks as the reason, specifically mentioning a (laughs) poop toss. We're a very mature podcast, so (laughs) there are poop tosses as an attack for characters like Jeremon and Sukumon are known for using this. So there you go. If you if you're wondering, uh I don't think it would have gotten an E for everyone based off the other descriptors, but that certainly bumped it up to teen when you are involving <laughs> things like that. So yeah, good news. it While bad news that it got pushed back to 22.2, this would imply this is probably going to be an early 2022 release date for it. Just kind of guessing at it. Oh. I would love to report on this story a little bit more, but we don't know much. And that is the fact that there was a new trailer, the first in a series of character trailers for Triangle Strategy. Don't call me Project anymore. Um, this is the first in a series of character and story trailers for the game, and it will focus on Roland Glenbrook, the son of King Regina of Glenbrook. Now, the reason why I can't really... Say much on it, and I would love to. I, I guess you could. You're, you're watching this now if you're on their YouTube version of it, and you will notice that uh, is in Japanese with uh, other than YouTube generated subtitles. I believe that's all that there is um, for this one, and that's yeah, that's a shame. There's there's no English to it whatsoever, so I can't tell you anything that's going on now. Our friends over at Siliconia who are Excellent at translation, <laughs> not like myself. Uh, they did give it a descriptor for Roland. They call him selfless and honorable. He is second in the line for the throne for after his older brother, Franny. He holds a grudge against Alvara and King Gustavloff for his uncertain kingdom. Though the trailer is only in Japanese, it does show new footage from the game. This includes some battle sequences. Uh, There was a previous trailer at the end of October that focused on the game's world. So there you go. I even I did double-check the English YouTube Square Enix channel a couple times. They've not released anything in two weeks, which is a little odd, but this isn't on there. Uh, But as soon as it does come in English, I will put it on the YouTube page for everyone. I don't mind putting stuff on YouTube if it at least has English subtitles, but I don't feel like it does most people a lot of good to have a purely Japanese trailer. There are some exceptions to the rule, but this feels like something that should come out in English. I, I'm not sure why why that hasn't happened yet. I guess we'll see. Triangle um, Strategy is scheduled to release on Nintendo Switch on March the 4th of 2022. Pre-orders are now open. Now open, and of course there is a demo available to play. A physical limited edition of the game is also available. That includes a steelbook, a set of dice, a collectible pack of playing cards, a poster, and the Diary of Orlea box. A bit of a follow-up to last week's lead story, talking all about the Hyperdimension Nutania Sisters versus Sisters game. We did get some information about that. Um, the sisters get their long-awaited star role in this genuine Neptunia series spinoff. The article states, the four younger sisters rise up and take back their share of the Portal Games market stolen by the mysterious smartphone called Phone. So yeah, that's some more information about what we kind of talked about last week. The character models that decorate the game scenes are all new. And the characters are cuter than ever, it says. In addition to a battle system that combines action and strategy, the familiar Goddess Transformations and EXE Drive systems return, allowing players to enjoy dynamic battles. Um, here is the story that they know so far Handhelds versus Smartphones, the Little Sisters portable revolution that began over time. That day, the four CPUs set off in response to a request to help from the PC continent, far beyond the sea while Nepgear and the other CPU candidates that stayed behind visited a certain research facility. There they were trapped in a capsule and put into a deep sleep by the gray CPU and awakened to a game industry two years later. People now had the latest model of smartphones called the Magiphone. It became a world in which the market share was dominated by smartphones. Oh, the horror. (laughs) Neptune is told that Neptune fell to the buzz phenomenon in which hordes of monsters to ap- in which hordes of monsters appeared and that her older sister Neptune went missing having lost her sister and at home to return to Nepgear fell into despair this is the story of destruction and restorations by CPUs four CPUs to pave the way to a future of despair from a future of despair to a future of hope so there you go that's a little bit more information than we had last time About this game is shaping up to be pretty cool. Hyperdimension Neptunia Sisters vs. Sisters is due out for PlayStation 5 and PS4 on April the 21st, 2022 in Japan. No word on a Western release, but I'd give it a few months after that. So you're probably talking about the summer. When we'll start thinking and hearing about a Western uh, release window. We did get some new information also about Atelier Sophie II, the Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream. First, a new trailer that starred Ramsesel, Erlenmeyer. <laughs> the names in these games, I swear. Uh, she is the mediator for the people living in Erde Wedge. It's just a trailer, and there's a, just a touch of information about her. Everyone depends on her with a cheerful, ch- depends on her with her cheerful, cheerful. Why is cheerful a hard word to say for me? And calm nature. In addition, she has a strong sense of justice and a dynamic personality, which more often than not leads her to fighting monsters with her strength. She meets Sophie and plasha who are alchemists like her, and watches over them as they grow. Also detailed this one just, uh, just a few minutes ago, really. Um, there were some new characters that they want to talk about. Perka. Katrina, and Gnome, as well as the sign quests and character scenarios. So, in Atelier Sophie 2, use the town of uh, Roy Roytail, which is the only town in Erde Wedge. This is the base of operations, as she searches for her plan, Placia, When she arrives in Roytail, Sophie will befriend Katrina, or Caddy, who is the owner of the Crystal Sparkle Pavilion, and her kind-hearted employee, Gnome, as well as Perka, who is the owner of Perka's Emporium. And these eccentric characters quickly offer their services. At the Crystal (laughs) Crystal Sparkle Pavilion, Sophie will be able to accept a wide range of requests from the local townspeople, And through completing these requests, she will earn rewards and raise her reputation. Pretty common thing in the Atelier games. As her reputation increases, Caddy will offer advancement quests that, once successfully completed, will increase her adventurer grade, allowing her to take on more challenging requests with greater rewards. On the other hand, Perka's Emporium is a unique shop that can replenish and duplicate items both important services for alchemists to utilize alongside of synthesis. As Sophie progresses through her journey in the Sophie 2 scenarios will unlock for a variety of characters in Artie Witch. Through these events, players will be able to learn of each character's goals and dreams, as well as raise their friendship level with the character, leading to new skills being unlocked. Each character has their own unique scenarios. Alette dreams of being rich quickly, so she asked Sophie to help her learn Alchemy, whereas Ramazel feels like she isn't able to live up to everyone's high expectations. Can Sophie help her find success she's looking for? Sounds like it's pretty cool, shaping up to be a um, pretty awesome game at the beginning of 2022. Uh, you can check it out on PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam on February the 25th worldwide. Now, Riza 2 got a enhanced Upgrade for p s five so I would expect this will get it as well, although they've not said that specifically. I can't imagine that they won't do that as well this week in Final Fantasy News, as there seems to be most weeks uh obviously the the upcoming release of Final Fantasy Fourteen in Walker's the big news that came out this week, but it's not the only one as uh, Microsoft revealed. The December 2021 Xbox Game Pass Editions. Among those is Final Fantasy 13 2 13 2 however you want to say it. It is coming. uh, It's available right now. December the 2nd. Um, Part 1 came out, I think, either a few months ago. So, Uh, of course, these are only there for a limited amount of time. So, if you're wanting to play it, go ahead and pick it up. Of course, you... You want to make sure that you get done with lawn mowing simulator before you play some of these games. I I mean, mowing the lawn has its enjoyments for sure, but I can't imagine wanting to play a video game about oh goodness! And again, I not long ago, what was I talking about? A game about moving boxes and moving out, but. That was a lot of fun. Anyway, <laughs> so the big focus is on InWalker. There will be a special pre-release broadcast for the game uh, going on... I uh, believe it's already happened. 8 p.m. Japan Central Time. So, yeah, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. I think that's already happened. Um, you can check out YouTube for the replay of that as Patch 6.0 goes live as well. Uh, they have warned... That when this game goes, when this Inwalker goes live, early access beginning on December third, it could be kind of congested. And they anticipate quite a few people playing this, and there are some preventative measures that they've used before, like with Stormblood. That's going to happen as well. Um, basically, they're going to give preference to. The paid players, I guess with NWALK, when they all be paid? But, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure what that means. But just, it's kind of like when you're driving around at rush hour, you'd expect more traffic. There's going to be a lot of people wanting to play this game, so there there might be some congestion going on. As they announced that um, current registration is now up to $25 million Users, those are with registered accounts. That's a lot of players. That's all of them worldwide in the five official regions of Japan, North America, Europe, China, and South Korea. The last mark was 22 million that they announced, so (laughs) even more players. Now, obviously, not all those are going to be up to the endwalker stage, but I'm sure there's more than a few million that are going to be ready for this if uh if you're one of them, just be prepared as it could be a bit busy, but I know a lot of people are very excited to play this game. Um, you're probably excited to play Pokemon, uh, both uh the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. There is an update that has gone. Is that live now? Yeah. Uh, There's two adjustments that have been made. The first one fixed some bugs that prevent players from progressing under certain circumstances. That's never good. And then there are fixes to make the game um, with more comfortable gameplay, they say. Yeah, maybe if you've one of those people that got to a certain point and you couldn't progress any further, that should have been fixed um, by now. If you're looking forward to the mobile game, Heaven Burns Red, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. At least uh, the Japanese release date, which was supposed to be here this year, has been pushed back to February of 2022. There was a new trailer that came along with that as well. But uh, yeah, that's going to probably push back the worldwide release, assuming that there is one even further than that. One that's not been pushed back uh, is the PC release of Monster Hunter Rise. So when it comes out in January, they say that it will be mostly caught up with the Switch version, offering everything up to version 3.6.1. This comes from their official Twitter account. Um, It will also include up-to-date with even the Sonic and Monster Hunter collaborations. That have gone on. Capcom plans to have the PC version fully caught up by February. So that's quite a lot of catching up. But that's, I'm glad that they have decided to do so. Um, makes sense, it's kind of a short podcast today. I realize that's kind of why I threw the Chrono Cross stuff in there at the beginning. Um, I do want to pass along that obviously we are going to try to do some new things in 2020, 2020 2022. we talked about a bit of those before. I made the first step in um, changing over the anchor support options. there is no longer listener support but there are subscription offers now. So if you were one of the individuals who uh, were supporting the podcast through anchor you probably got an email telling you that that has uh, has ended. You can instead either just sign up directly through your subscription through Anchor or go through Patreon. So the bottom level is going to be $2, $2 a month. I don't think that's a lot of money. Um, For most people, uh, you probably waste $2 a month (laughs) for something. I know I certainly waste much more than that on a month-to-month basis. Uh, But that $2 will be directly supporting the podcast and keeping it ad free, which it's important to me not to do that. And I hope it's important to you to not have to sit through ridiculous ads for products that you probably don't want. Anyway, I don't want to read them. You don't want to listen to them. You support the podcast that way with subscriptions. Now I'm actually going to be giving you even more than you get on a week to week basis Each week, I'm certainly going to try to, I think we can accomplish this, uh, put out a Sunday special episode, especially if enough people sign up for support. If you you get your subscription directly through Anchor and you listen on Spotify, you will have those episodes delivered to you. If you support us on Patreon, which it doesn't matter to me which, which route that you go, that's fine. Um, there's different levels on Patreon. So if you'd like to support the podcast, even more than $2, that's going to be your route that you want to go. And I will send you the links directly for our special, our Sunday specials. Those are going to be, I'm going to put those behind the paywall, which you may think doesn't sound right, but it's something that I feel like I need to do in order to make at least a few dollars and pay for my time and investment. It's not a lot. But it's something that I feel strongly about. Every week, you still get your podcast. Every week, you'll be able to view the video version of it. Um, This is something extra that we're doing. So once a month, we will have a, a soundtrack. Something in the JRPG world, either if I get a new one or a classic. I have decided that the first one up... It's only fitting for this podcast, you hear the opening to Dragon Quest Eight each time that you listen. I feel like we should listen to that entire amazing orchestra soundtrack. That's, that is my goal, and I feel like that's a perfect uh, jumping point in January. It won't be the first episode. The very first episode... Whatever that, let's um, that's, that's just take a peek. Look at the old calendar. In January, the first Sunday in January is going to be January the 2nd. So the day after New Year's, um, me and Jordan are going to do a podcast talking all about Tales of Arise. Uh, he completed it, as of I, so we're going to talk about what we liked about the game, what we didn't like. And then get into, uh, that kind of be the first half of it, where it ranks, among other Tales games. The second half of that podcast will be Spoiler Fest. And we'll give a a clean time for you to not have to listen to that. If you have not beaten the game, you will not want to listen to the second half of that podcast. But I feel like that's a great way to start our subscription service with an awesome podcast about Tales of Arise. And if, in fact, it's going to be JRPG of the Year... I don't know. Certainly a strong contender. It's going to be hard to top that one. So that second, uh, that second Sunday, which is the ninth, we'll do that Dragon Quest um, orchestra soundtrack. Uh, the next month, in February, I've already decided it's going to be um, remake Final Fantasy VII remakes orchestra. I'm going to that concert in. The end of January, so I should be able to pick up the official soundtrack CD, and uh, that will be your that'll be your gift <laughs> in February. But not quite sure what we're going to do those other Sundays. So each each month we're definitely going to have a soundtrack. Each month we're going to have at least one interview, maybe even a couple of them with uh, industry people. Hopefully, but for sure, with listeners of the podcast and have some engaging JRPG talk. I'll have some uh some other topics to discuss each Sunday as we're going along as well. But you're gonna to want to be a part of that. And you can also support the podcast while you're doing so. So I feel like that's a win-win. In the show notes, there are links to where you can subscribe or where you can go onto Patreon and that I will send the episodes directly to you to listen wherever you choose. Spotify is going to be the easiest way to do that as they are directly, well, I guess they own anchor now, but that's going to be the easiest way to do that on a week to week basis. That's all I got this week. Uh, We'll see what we got next week, but um, that's it for episode 194. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any questions or if you're confused about what's going on, I'm confused as well. (laughs) I'm still getting used to all this stuff. So you can pop me an email at jrpgreport at gmail.com, and I'll see if we can't sort things out. But you can always reach me there if you would like to do that. That's going to do it. We'll catch you guys again next week. Until then, get back out there and level up.